We've just finished up our three-week series as we've looked through the uh, chapter of John 17 on Jesus' high priestly prayer. It's the only place in Scripture where we see recorded this intercessory work of Jesus on behalf of his followers. And yet we know today, according to John 7, 7, that Jesus is interceding on behalf of all of us. Hi, my name is Kerry Robinson, and this is Beyond the Notes. Last Sunday, we looked at the final portion of John 17, the high priestly prayer of Jesus, verses 20 through 26. And uh, if I had to summarize John 17 in general, the high priestly prayer, I'd say that it's all about glory and it's all about love. Uh, and it is a phenomenal, a phenomenal prayer of Jesus. We've had the opportunity to look, look through it. I want to read for you John 17, verses 20 through 23. It says that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as you are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and loved them, even as you have loved me. See, it is all about love and it's all about glory. But that thing that stands out to me is this glory. In verse 22, the glory that you've given me, I have given to them. The Father gives the Son glory and the Son reflects that glory back to the Father. But somehow he's passed along to us. He says, I have given this glory to them. We are a shadow of that glory of God reflecting his very character here on earth. And he asked us to give that glory back to him. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? God given the glory to uh, is a mystery on so many levels. I believe it can be very difficult for us to understand how we are a reflection of this glory when we feel so imperfect and flawed, and yet that's exactly the way that we are described. Hebrews 1.3 says, he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And in 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, And we all, with unveiled faces beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And why are we to be a reflection of the glory of Jesus here on this earth? It's so that the world might believe in him. The glory that Jesus has given to us is so that others might see this glory and be drawn to him. See, the stakes for the unity of the believer in Christ are very high. This glory that we have to reflect to him is what others are going to see and be drawn to the Savior. See, if we have the glory that the Father's given the Son, remember that that glory that the Father gave the Son was awful, very humble, weak, and suffering type of glory. In Psalms 8, 4 through 6, it says, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hand. You have put all things under his feet. We are created to bring him glory 
How? By reflecting his character how in this, here in this world. Alignment with the truth of Scripture. See, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind as we take in the Word of God and allow that God, God's Word to change us. I have a couple certificates in my office, certificates of ordination of ministry. One given to me many, many years ago when I started ministry, and another given to me about six years ago when I became an elder at McGregor Baptist. These ordination certificates are simply pieces of paper stating my credentials for ministry. But in reality, the paper themselves are worth nothing if these certificates aren't backed up by a life that identifies with the principles that it attests. If my life is not a reflection of what these certificates indicate, then my life is not honoring or glorifying my Savior. But we are to be a living, living out the words of the gospel. We are to be a living example to the world that we love and know Jesus. In, 1 Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians 3, 1 through 6, it says, Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need to do some letters of recommendation to you? Or from you, you yourselves are not letters of recommendations written on our hearts to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter of, from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God, who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. See Christ in us as we reflect His glory. We live out the truth of the gospel. We are Christ's living commendation to the world around us. We've been called and set apart for the glory of God. Roman tells us that we've been transformed by this, by the renewing of our minds. And lastly, the last thing I want to leave with you is 1 Corinthians 10, 30, 31 says, So whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. I pray that you will join us next Sunday as we continue our series of John here at McGregor Baptist Church.